Hey, everybody, and welcome to this brand new little test pitch, I guess I would say, called Convince Me. Uh, The premise of it being that I think a movie is terrible and someone else thinks it's good. Convince me it's good. And with Star Wars uh, Rise of Skywalker coming out here in a couple weeks, perfect opportunity for our buddy Sean here to uh, convince me that The Last Jedi is a good movie. So uh, we got Sean here, man. How you doing, buddy? Uh, terrified. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I don't know. I guess. I don't. Can you ever truly be ready for this? You know? You just Probably have to trust not. In the will of the force. Here's the thing, Wade. Here's the thing. I was going to do a whole uh, thing, and I forgot, but I'm going to try to go into it now. Wade, you've turned towards the dark. All right? That's okay. You can, no one's ever truly gone, as Luke Skywalker said in his best performance. Even though you have gone to the dark, Wade, I still see the light in you. And we're going to pull you back to the light. Okay. I, I, I'm not – I'm open-minded. I'm open-minded. Um, I, I highly doubt. That my yeah, feelings so are going to change, yeah. But I am open minded, and and you've got two shots at this. So what what I we're going to do here for this one specifically is, uh, I just rewatched the Last Jedi. Um, actually, and I thought about it. I actually had seen it two times when it first okay. came out. I saw it opening night on that Thursday with my buddy. He and I go every Star Wars movie that's come out, except for Solo. We've gone together opening night. And then that weekend that it opens, a Saturday or Sunday, the last uh, last three or two movies, I've gone with my, my whole family, like all seven, eight, nine of us. Okay. Um, so I did see it twice. I guess just I tried to forget that I saw it the second time and it worked. But I just rewatched it three days ago. So it's fresh in my head. And then after I watched rise of skywalker i'm gonna come home and i'm gonna watch last jedi again and see if my feelings have changed and sean will get one more go to change my mind and but but let me just jump right into this okay because dude this movie i was looking so forward to the last jedi i had no expectations well i mean like you expect you're gonna see like luke will be in it and you expect this but you know i had no expectations as far as specific plot details and stuff like that but i mean just right off the bat the the acting uh, and not acting the direction of the acting for hucks was terrible the whole uh, first of all the whole your mom joke out of place pose acting direction was terrible hucks looked like a little joke um and, and the only for me the only saving grace of that entire opening scene was the the captain of the dreadnought he was so amazing for like the 5 seconds he was in it blew my mind he was so good he should have been in that entire opening scene and beyond okay but anyway the whole space battle thing okay it is what it is it was cool i have no real big issues with all of that stuff whatever um but I, I, I take issue with that humor at the beginning. I take issue with the way Leia was handled, uh, um, how the, the, the bridge exploded and she sucked out into the air and the whole stupid Mary Poppins flying scene made no sense, which here's another thing. The, the bombs dropped out of the bombers and they fell. Okay. Yet Leia is floating out in space, whatever. 
Um, but but the biggest travesty of that whole scene was how they completely screwed over Akbar. I didn't even realize he was dead until the end of the effing movie when I got home and I watched some spoilers and I was like, oh crap, he was on the bridge. They completely just shat all over his character like he was nothing. One, he should have lived. He should have been the one instead of Hodo or Horde, uh, whatever her name is. I'm sorry, I can't stand it. Um, She was fine, whatever. I mean, I don't like the character, how it was written in her whole. All she had to do was tell Poe what they were doing. She was so close with Leia since they were young. She obviously knew who Poe was, like Leia never talked to her about Poe, and like she never knew who Poe was, and the weight he pulled, and how important he was, and how dedicated he was, and how much he loved Leia, and how close they were. All she had to do was tell him, and none of that crap, with the stupid Canto bite, which was a waste of freaking time, the whole damn thing was a waste of time, okay, we could have eliminated that, we could have eliminated the absolutely wasted performance of Benicio Del Toro, who is so good, such a great actor, wasted, Um, we could have eliminated the whole Poe in the stupid mutiny and, and being blasted when Leia woke up eventually, that was stupid, I understand, I know I'm all over here, dude, but follow me. And <laughs> the, the Leia floating scene, I understand that was all to, uh, uh, um, to, to showcase that she is at least in some way, on some level, in touch with the Force. It could have been done better, so much better, okay? Then you got this, okay, Finn... Really? That's how we're introduced to Finn in this movie. He wakes up wearing a fucking bubble suit with water springing out of it, and he's just walking around the fucking halls like, Oh, dum 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 where's Ray? What's going on? Everybody's running around me. Not to mention, he's this big, huge resistance hero now, but he's walking around. I'm sure everyone knew that he was fucked up from the last episode, but no one bothers to say, Hey, Finn, are you okay? You're awake. What's up? Hey, man, shit's going down and you're springing water all over the place. No one bothers to say a damn word about any of that, dude. And he just... Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. A space chase? I, Dude, I felt like I was in fucking Lord of the Rings in space walking for two fucking hours. It was terrible. The only great part of that space chase scene was when old girl did the fucking light speed into the ship. That was amazing. And the, 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 the choice that Johnson made of making that, that bit silent was so brilliant. Dude, it, every you could feel it in the theater at the yeah. time. It took my breath away. I was like, dude, wow. And then it wasted Maz, completely wasted Maz. She should have been the fucking code breaker, which wouldn't even have been necessary if old girl would have just told Bo what the hell was going on in the first place. And and then, uh, okay, so then they, they do it the way they do it, whatever. Why wasn't Lando the code breaker? Why wasn't Lando the freaking code breaker? And even if he wasn't, why do the stupid roundabout shit where they didn't even end up finding the code breaker? It... it why it's just such a waste of time, a waste of dialogue. It, it was such a waste. Talk about a waste. 
Phasma. How Ryan Johnson did Phasma was fucking terrible. There was so much potential there. I mean, J.J. didn't even really use her in Force Awakens to her full potential, but at least he freaking used her, and then we see her come back in. That's how he does her? What a waste of a great character. And I feel bad for her. Uh, um... I can't, I'm just so lost right now. I can't remember her name, although I know it. Um, yes, dude. Oh, and then, okay. Okay, dude. Then the whole Luke Ray thing. Get the fuck out of here. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Chewie should have ate the damn porg. That was some stupid pussified stuff right there. When I started this, I was not going to cuss, but there's no turning back now. Um, Chewie should have ate the porg, okay? Like, when he's sitting there and he's looking at it and he's about to eat it, and that one little porg gives him the sad little sad little porg puppy eyes. Dude, he should have growled at that thing, scared it away, and then ate it, dude. He should have ate it. And then... Um, uh, the, okay, the M scene, okay, Luke and, 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 and Kylo meeting all that, dude, just whatever, um, but, but the biggest thing about the end scene is when all those ships are racing toward the cannon, okay, that was cool, I can get with that, you know, it's like, dude, this is the only option we have to fight this thing, we're gonna do it, dude, I'm gonna say it, Finn should have died. He should have flown into that thing, sacrificing himself and blowing it up, destroying it, and that that would have been such a great ending for his character. But if he didn't do it, Rose at the very least should have. So, um, it just, it just, uh, I'm just in awe, yeah. dude. Oh, this right. I didn't even talk about the Snoke stuff, but uh, it, I mean. I don't really have an issue with that much at all, other than Snoke was a wasted character, too, how Ryan Johnson done him over. All right, so let's start with the canon thing, because this is something that I hear a lot. There is no reason to believe that Finn would have been able to take out that canon. He was getting slowed down by the beam, so he wasn't even flying very fast anymore, and his guns had already been burnt off. He had no weapons. He was just flying towards the cannon very slowly. All that was going to happen was the cannon was going to go off and was going to kill him. Uh, We're going to believe that we can hear explosions in space when we know for a fact you can't hear shit in space. Yeah, yeah, because you always have heard stuff in space. Star Wars is not sci-fi. It's fantasy. exactly it's fantasy but so they're showing you on screen he's been slowed down by the beam his weapons have burnt off so we have no reason to believe that from what they show us that he would have been able to take out that cannon i will concede that but he still should have at least tried and died trying he did try but if he dies trying then what a wasted character because we just got him to where he was supposed to be at the end of the force awakens this is my thing with finn finn is wasted by jj abrams and ryan johnson has to spend half of his movie making up for that because finn starts the force awakens selfish he becomes boyfriend you got a boyfriend how stupid is that he he starts to care about ray and then they forget about him for the rest of the movie he ends his character arc halfway where he should have been in the force awakens so ryan johnson has finn with the resistance not with ray because that is what J.J. Abrams left him with, but he doesn't have a reason for Finn to stick around because we've already learned from The Force Awakens that Finn does not care about the Resistance. He only cares about himself and Rey. 
So he has to come up with a way to make Finn care about the resistance so that it makes sense for him to stick around going forward. So he has to spend this whole time. Sorry, go ahead. So he has to spend the time to like take him from being a hothead and cool him down a bit. And he can't do that with Poe because Poe is also a hothead. So they need to be separated, which sucks because if Poe and Finn go on an adventure, they're just going to fucking die because they're both idiots. So you need to separate Poe and Finn. So Finn has to go off with somebody else. And the person who he goes off with has to be what Finn should have been at the end of the of the force awakens, because that person needs to teach Finn to become the person that he should be. So you have to make a new character in Rose. So Finn and Rose now have to go off and do this whole thing on Canto Bite. I don't love the stuff on Canto Bite, but it was necessary to Finn's character from where he was left off in The Force Awakens. With Poe, Poe is not a character in The Force Awakens. Poe is an archetype, right? He's the hotshot pilot. Wasn't even supposed to live through exactly. the original exactly. strip. So, yeah. So now you need to do something with Poe. And so kind of make him the new Leia. You have to separate him from Finn again, because if they're together, they're both going to die. And you need to let him learn his lesson on his own. So you have to create a character that is a leader and does what's best, not what they think is best in the moment, but what they think is best in the long term for their people. You have to create Holdo. Holdo has no reason to trust Poe. Leia's last... She and Leia go back to being kids, and she has to know the love and respect and and the trust that Leia has in Poe. The last thing Leia does before she goes unconscious is demote him. How much trust does that that inspire in him? The last thing she does before she gets knocked out into space is she demotes him. He just got their entire bomber squad killed because he wanted to take out a dreadnought. You can't just say, hey, we're going over to this planet. No, where there's a base. What if what if there's a spy on board? What does that hurt? What if there's a spy on board? They don't know how they're tracking them. Because Finn and so Rose figure out she how... thinks Poe's a spy. That no, makes no sense. Not specifically, but that there is a spy. And the person that just got the, almost their entire fleet taken out in that battle might be a pretty good suspect. Finn and Poe learn how the First Order is tracking them and then don't tell Holdo. They make a point when... Finn goes to Poe with Rose and says, this is yada yada, look, this is what's happening. Poe doesn't trust Holdo. He only trusts himself, and he says, keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody else what's going on. Does he not trust her because he's, like, that's his personality, and he just, like, did did he not trust whoever was in her position, or did he not trust her because she wasn't telling him anything? Which was it? Yeah, probably because she wasn't telling him anything, but also, I'm not saying that Holdo is innocent, right? Everybody in this movie makes mistakes. That's the theme of the movie. Everybody fucks up. But Holdo fucks up by not trusting Poe, but she has a reason not to trust her. It, it, it make, uh, eh, reason not to trust him. It makes sense, but it's still a mistake. And he makes the mistake by not trying to go to her and being like, look, this is what I learned. You need to trust me. Instead, he goes, all right, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. You guys go off behind her back and you go do this mission off by yourselves and I'm going to take over the ship. Like, everybody makes mistakes in this movie and that's the beauty of it. When it comes to Luke and Ray. Hold on, real quick before you get into that. But I've been trying to remember in my head, uh, going back to Poe just real quick. What better way to show that he has changed in his commitment than him literally sacrificing himself? And, and even, even if he knows it's a futile attempt, 
Just tr- because he now realizes that that where he belongs and that he someone has to at least try something. In another what movie, way to showcase that. In another movie series, I'd agree with you. But this is Star Wars. That's not what they do in Star Wars, right? Han Harrison Ford. Well, what, what, to get what Johnson ended up doing didn't work either. So maybe I, try something different. I disagree. <laughs> I think it did work. I. This well, is that's Star- why we're here. <laughs> yeah, they, this is Star Wars. Harrison Ford wanted Han to die in Empire, but George Lucas said no, because that's not what we do in Star Wars. Like, Star Wars is a tale of hope. And I'm going to tell you guys a spoiler real quick. Ray, Finn, Poe, none of them are dying in The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that's not oh, what Star Wars is. You stop you. You stop you. And on that note, we've gone a little bit longer in this first bit, mainly my rant. But <laughs> we will be right back after a quick pause from, uh, from some other shows and work with the movie blog. Hey everybody, Sean and Wade here to tell you about our new review show following each episode of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Dude, yes, Boba Fett! Not exactly, Wade. Set in the Star Wars universe, The Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and follows a Mandalorian bounty hunter beyond the reaches of the New Republic. Yeah, Boba Fett. Did you even watch Return of the Jedi? Never mind. Join us here every week on the Merc with the Movie blog feed. (laughs) Thank God Kaylin will be here too. I don't think I can handle Wade on my own. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolves, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hey, it's Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Afterlife. It's a weekly Collider Live after show podcast where Mike, Sean, and I give our takes on Roxy and Dorinda's annex, on Yodi's producing skills, and whatever Cody and Alex are up to in that booth. In addition to having guests, we expand on the crew's discussions and add our own craziness to the mix. You can find the show on Merkwin and Movie Blog Feed on all the podcasting platforms. See you soon! everybody jay wade and kaylin here to tell you about sen after live it's an after show podcast where we expand on the week of craziness on sen live as well as have guests on to join in the fun yep, and we get personal too we do movie reviews and at times we go way off the rails which i guarantee is always kaylin's fault hey how rude and not true so come join us on the mark with the movie blog feed and remember to rate share and subscribe and as always enjoy
and okay, dude. Now you now you try to explain to me about the uh, the Luke and the Ray thing. Make I'm this going make to. Sense. There was one thing I forgot to touch on real quick, which bombs. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, so yes. I need to touch on that real quick. Uh, are we back? Yes, we are. Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, the bombs. First of all, there is an out of canon, or not there is, in canon, out of the movie explanation for why they they they're magnetic. They go to the okay the ship, but you don't even really need that. Because we see Paige fall from the top of the ladder down to that. Which didn't make sense either, but. Because which that implies is that inside that ship, they have some sort of gravity generator. Like they do in all the big ships and all the other ships. Right, right, right. right, There's gravity in the ship. All the bombs are in the ship. When they fall, they have gravity in the ship. So they start to fall. And when they exit that bubble of gravity, they're going to continue to fall. Because that okay. is how it works. Okay. You know? Yep. 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 So. Because they're already the, in motion. They're already Just in motion. Because the motion doesn't continue to push them like as a yeah. force. They already yeah. have that motion. So they, yeah, they will continue to move until something stops it. Yes. So. All right. Yeah. They, yeah. You're right. They came up with another explanation that they were magnetic as well, but. I personally don't think you need that. I mean, you convinced uh, me of something at least. So, <laughs> uh, so Luke and Ray and Kylo. I think Luke, Ray, and Kylo; those three characters are the best story in Star Wars so far. Uh, Luke, let's talk about Luke and Kylo for a second. Luke going into Ky- Ben's hut and igniting the lightsaber, I think, is growth. Uh, because in Return of the Jedi. You have a sister. You were wise to hide her from me. If you will not turn, perhaps she will. Never! He comes around the corner. Bam, bam. They're dueling. The epic music starts to play. It's the best fight scene in all of Star Wars. And then he chops off Vader's arm. And that's when he realizes, oh no, I'm becoming like Vader. Luke enters Ben's hut. He sees the vision of the darkness. He ignites his lightsaber and he goes, oh wait. This is exactly what I did last time. And it is filmed the exact same way. If you go and you compare Return of the Jedi to The Last Jedi, the angle with which Luke looks down at his lightsaber in The Last Jedi when he's about to attack Ben is the same angle that they filmed Luke looking at his lightsaber in Return of the Jedi when he's just cut off Vader's arm. He doesn't act. That is growth. He acted in Return of the Jedi. When it comes to Ben, he doesn't act, but it's too late, right? I did like that scene. All it takes is a moment. So... That, you know, it sets Ben off on a path. There's a whole lot more stuff with Ben that I'm not going to go into because it's not been in the movies yet. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, Ben's past is a lot sadder if you read all the extended stuff that they've put out. But I don't know why they don't put that in the movie. I think that's my biggest issue is that that's not in the movie. With Luke and Ray, I think I just relate more to it from personal experiences. But I love the idea that Ray is looking for this legend but nobody can live up to that legend that's not possible and when she finds luke he's a depressed man he's just a person he isn't a legend he's just a person and everything with ray on canto or canto bite everything with ray on octo with her going into the cave looking for her parents looking for somebody to guide her because that's her story in this movie and that's also kylo's story in this movie they parallel each other where they're both looking for somebody to cement their place in the universe ray looks for it in han in the force awakens he dies she looks for it in luke he's 
not the legend she thought he was. She goes into the cave and she show me my parents. The two figures walk towards her. They combine into one. It's her. Nobody can show you your place in this. Nobody can make that decision for you. You have to make that decision for yourself. You can't, it can't be based off of somebody else. And Kylo Ren is going through something similar. He looks for it in Snoke. Snoke calls him a child in a mask. You know, Snoke isn't the isn't the nurturing figure that Kylo is looking for, the person who's going to make him stronger and show him his place in the universe. He looks for it in Rey. And Rey, if you watch the movie from his point of view, which I've watched it from both of their points of view, I've watched it from Rey's point of view and Kylo's point of view, she betrays him at the end. He reaches out to her. He helps her. He kills Snoke. He saves her. And then... What happens when he reaches out to her? She does the same thing that Luke did years ago. The person that he trusted the most in Luke and the person that she trusted the most now in Rey, the, both go for the lightsaber to strike him down as soon as they have doubts in him. It's Now, that's not exactly... like Rey is justified in what she does in that scene, I believe. Because if you look at it from well, Rey's point of view, he's fucking crazy. Well, but, she, he did, Luke, with Luke, it was doubt. With Rey, yeah. he stood there and told her, this is my plan, fuck everybody, we're going to rule everything. But from his point of view, like, again, you have to watch it from his point of view. That's not crazy. He's already redeemed himself. He still right. believes in the First Order. He still thinks that the Resistance is a terrorist movement. What does he right. say in uh, The Force Awakens when she's like, well, where are my friends? You mean the liars, uh, the liars, thieves, uh, sca- uh, traitors that you call friends? You'll be relieved to know I have no idea. He still thinks he still thinks of them as terrorists. He thinks that the best way to bring order to the galaxy is through the First Order. But he feels that by killing Snoke and saving Rey, he has redeemed himself. And that the Sith is wrong. Like, being a Sith is not the right way to go about it, but neither is being a Jedi. From his point of view, he is doing the right thing. Now, obviously, we have a larger view of what's going on, and we know that he's not. But that's why I love his character. That's a good point. Uh, That's a good point. Luke and Rey, I think that their relationship in this movie is great, and I love Luke at the end. Luke, Luke went through a terrible thing. And he'd lost himself for so long. And at the end of the movie, he's able to redeem himself and he's able to confront the First Order in the most powerful way that he can. Because if he went there as a person, he'd have been dead. They would have all fired on him with that gun. He would have been done for. There is no reason to believe that he would have been able to survive that because we've never seen anybody survive anything like that. Um, it's, it's too much. But he can't get killed if he projects himself there by them, right? He, he, he knows that he's going to die. But what he's created is this idea that Luke, the legend, again, he created the legend again and lit that spark in the galaxy again. He goes up against the First Order. They all fire on him and nothing happens. Kylo Ren comes down and he strikes through him and nothing happens. And then you have the kids at the end who are telling the story of Luke Skywalker. At the very end, that kid who has stupid the force. Stupid way to end it. Oh, I Sorry. love it. I love it's it. It's so stupid, dude. They should have ended it with the, with everybody. Well, first of all, that scene of everyone on the Millennium Falcon, I mean, of course it's staged because it's a movie, but it looked so fucking I'll, staged. I'll agree with you it there. It terrible, but I'll, that should have been the end. 
I, I will agree that it did look staged, but I mean, I think that the most, like, if you don't show that scene at the end, I think it does not resolve Luke's arc in this movie. I think you But is Luke show... even really dead? Yeah. His, his metal arm didn't fall. Yeah, but that's because, that's a stupid That's mistake. because of shitty editing, but the point is it's still in there and it does matter. But oh, you look. We'll see next week or two weeks from now, right? If, Are they just going to skip over it? You think? No, I think he's going to show up as a force ghost. No, but I mean the whole. Are they going to explain why his arm never fell no, if he if he really was, died? Because he it would have. Because it was a mistake. It was it was a a mistake that like it, you have to look over it. It's like the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. I can't look over it, dude. It makes zero sense. I, it's just, it's just a mistake. It's a minor mistake in, in unacceptable, really, Sean, <laughs> in, in the larger, like you in the larger concept of that movie, a dumb little mistake that happened. And you just kind of have to accept it. it. These movies aren't perfect. Uh, no movie is perfect. Movies Hand it over mistakes. to Lucas. He'll he'll go back and digital digitally yeah, make no. the arm fall. <laughs> he would. He definitely would. But if you don't show those kids telling the story of Luke Skywalker, I do not think that his arc is complete. And for Broom Boy walks out there, and let's be clear, I don't think Broom Boy is going to show up in any way in the future of the series. I think he's just he's just a stand-in for kids like him that have the Force. He grabs the broom with the Force. And he stands out there and he turns the broom handle like it's a lightsaber. And he's just heard the legend of Luke Skywalker and he thinks, I have that power too. I could be that someday. Luke, with that single act of sacrifice, relit the spark of hope in the galaxy. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, I get it. I, I, I get it. And, and I like it. I just don't, I just think it was out of place. I, I just can, don't I like it that. here. I can see that. Uh, because, I, I like, I concede that this movie does not feel too much like a Star Wars movie. I do concede that the humor is too much at certain points. I think that Star Wars has always had kind of goofy humor. I actually mind, don't mind the Your Mom thing. I think it's very reminiscent of Han and A New Hope with, uh, we're all fine here, how are you? Uh, but milking the thing on Octo, I think that's kind oh, of dumb. Come on. I think the way that they shot Luke throwing the lightsaber is dumb. I think that instead of mm -hmm. going over the shoulder, it should have gone to the side, like he did in Return of the Jedi. Like when he says, I will not fight, I am a Jedi like my father before me, and he throws it to his side. I think he should have thrown the lightsaber over that. But this movie is not perfect. This movie has issues. I do not think that any of these issues are as bad as they're made out to be, though. Uh, I guess that's my closing argument. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look back at my notes and see if there's anything minor. Um, Akbar's death doesn't really bother me because, to be honest, Akbar was barely ever a character. He has one line of importance, which is because you, it's sir. funny. It's he's like Boba Fett, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, we're getting his son in The Rise of Skywalker, hopefully. Uh, they did it in the comics. They introduced Aftab Akbar, and we've seen a Mon Calamari in the trailer, so hopefully that is Akbar's son. The Mary Poppins thing, I agree. It's dumb. I don't care. It's the music. <laughs> Seeing Carrie Fisher finally use the Force, it's just 
it's beautiful. Well, we could have seen her use it in a much better way, dude. I, I, I like, agree. say she's standing, okay, say that whole scene goes down the way that it went, you know, Kylo doesn't fire, his men do, and she uses the force to deflect them like, like a lightsaber would. I mean, how fucking cool would that be? I, I would not, if I had done it, what I would have done is I would have never had her get sucked out of the ship. I would have had her hold her ground like we see in the Rise of Skywalker trailer oh, yeah. where Kylo holds his ground when the ship is taking off. I would have had her do that. Hold herself self still and not get sucked out and then Oh, dude, see you sold me on that, dude. That I, I could have definitely been down with. But that's not what happened and I can accept that it went a different way because the moment still works for me. Seeing Carrie Fisher and I I teared up in the theater, seeing her use the force with the Leia theme playing in the background, that just clicks for me. And I can't defend it being good because it has, it is an issue, but I just, I, I, it, it's okay for me. Uh, Hux, I think Hux is. I love Hux in force awakens, but he turned into a sniffing, sniveling little fucker. And I, uh... yeah, here's how they make this payoff in the rise of Skywalker. He has to try and kill Kylo Ren. Uh, hell yeah i think that hux's portrayal in the last jedi for me hinges on whether they pay off in the rise of skywalker uh i told you i talked about that i talked about that maz i would have liked to see maz in the movie she could have been the code breaker but then i think that kind of defeats a lot of finn's journey going to canto bite so uh, I understand why she's not. Uh, we've seen her in the trailers for the Rise of Skywalker, so I'm glad she's coming back. Phasma. Phasma was wasted again, I agree. I think J.J. Abrams wasted her, and I think Ryan Johnson wasted her. But the difference is Ryan Johnson at least filmed a good scene with her, which was it was cut out, and I hate that it was cut out. Actually, I hate that most of the scenes from The Last Jedi that were cut out were cut out. But Phasma had a scene in the fight between her and Finn where they're facing off, and there, it's her and him, and the stormtroopers are surrounding them. And Finn goes to the stormtroopers, you know the truth? You want to hear what happened on Starkiller? She took the shield down. She left you guys all to die on Starkiller. Mm. She was more worried about saving herself than saving you guys. And all the stormtroopers turn their guns on Phasma, and she takes all of them out in a second. That is... Is that scene out there? That is on the uh, digital. Yeah, it's on the digital. Oh, in the well, I'm never going to fucking buy that movie, so I'll never see it. <laughs> it's, it's, you can probably find it on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's a very cool scene that they should not have cut out. Chewie eating the cor- porg. That would, never, that would never happen in Star Wars. It's just, I, 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 think it's, I think you're right. It would have been funny. And for a creature like, you know, an alien like Chewie, it makes sense. But... Uh, that would never happen in Star Wars. And then Snoke. Snoke was never important. Uh, the fandom made him important, and I will never forgive Lucasfilm for not shutting him down. Uh, they played into it, and I think that was a massive mistake. It's like when J.J. Abrams said that Khan wasn't in Star Trek Into Darkness. They should have just shut Snoke down. Snoke was never the important part. It was Kylo. Kylo is the important part of this trilogy. Snoke is just like a little bit of seasoning on top of his character. I will never forgive J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and all of them and all the cast 
for not shutting down Snoke theories during the marketing of The Force Awakens and the marketing of The Last Jedi, but I never saw Snoke as being this super important character. And that's all I've got. I I don't think I don't think that he was super the way they used him into we could find out more in Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. that's like holy shit dude like he ended up being more important than Palpatine maybe but but with what we have I agree he is he's not an important character at this point in time but uh, they still wasted him I... it was still a waste they could have made they could have at least made something fucking cool with him cooler i don't know i i disagree just because i never saw him as being that important and i think him existing to let kylo kill him is is great because that scene turning the lightsaber to strike his true enemy and then the force theme starts to play i think that's the best scene in the movie uh him existing to let ben kill him and kind of take a step in the right direction only to take a step backwards later i think that's fine i think he's very similar to palpatine in the original trilogy palpatine doesn't really have anything in the original trilogy that's true so i also agree that this isn't the original trilogy right we're we're forty some years um, away from that. You can't treat it like it's the original trilogy, and there is a certain level of explanation that is also needed. But I'm able to look past that because I think that the stuff that this movie does well is the best Star Wars has ever been, and I don't think its lows are its lowest that Star Wars has ever been. I think that they're not great, but I think the prequels are worse than them. So I. I can accept the lows and love the highs. And I think that's probably all I have. I'm so surprised I was able to get through all of that, like in a okay time period. <laughs> yeah, me too, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for about seven, eight months now. Yeah. I'm surprised too. Um, well, hey man, uh, I, you, you convinced me on the bomb thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I'm cool with the Luke and uh, lighting his light, igniting his lightsaber to Kylo uh, flashback. Mm-hmm. That I had no issues with that. I just, I still think Poe should have sacrificed himself, even if Finn. he knew it was futile. Or Finn, rather, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, I old girl should have just told. All she had to do was tell Poe what the hell was going on, and none I of agree. that shit would have been necessary. But I agree. But that's what the movie's about. It's about, yeah. you know, yeah, and, which is and a tough I, thing to accept. Yeah, and I just hope, I've told you this before, I just hope that when I watch, or not when I watch Rise of Skywalker, I hope that when the complete trilogy is out for purchase and for, like, I can sit in my home and watch it all, I really hope that that J.J. does Episode Nine in a way that I can watch Force Awakens, skip The Last Jedi, and watch Rise of Skywalker and not really give a shit at all. I really hope that that that's how it comes out. But here in a here in a couple of weeks, or well, by the time this drops, but here uh, here pretty soon, you'll have your round two at giving me yeah. uh, giving me a go, trying to convince me. And who knows? Maybe after seeing episode nine, your opinion will change of Last Jedi. Who knows? Yeah, so. I I'm worried, but uh, I, I well, <laughs> yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> we'll see.
<laughs> Hell yeah, we will see. And uh, uh, let us know. Give us some feedback on this. Like I said, this is kind of a, we're doing a little two-episode pitch here uh, that I'm going to uh, send over to our producer and see what he thinks. So uh, if if y'all uh, if y'all like it, let us know. And uh, if not, then don't let us know. Just you know, <laughs> don't listen. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back here soon for part two of Convince Me, The Last Jedi is Good. Uh, Sean, where can everybody find you at? You guys can find me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. And y'all can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That's the letter J, W-A-D-E-1134. This show and several others are on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on all your podcasting uh, platforms. Also, Merc with the Movie blog channel on YouTube. Um, and uh, you go on and follow Movie Blog Merc on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, you, you got another one. You do a... Uh, a uh, Oh, what's it called? Power Rangers. I'm sorry. Yes. And you're gonna I've be never on seen Power Rangers, but I will soon. But yeah, go ahead and plug that, man. Oh, okay. Well, you guys can follow that on at Go Into the Grid on Twitter. I do it with my fellow Afterlife, uh, Afterlife co-host Mike. We have been watching every episode of Power Rangers Dino Thunder. I think we just watched episode 19, so we're about halfway through. Uh, Wade is going to be joining us in a couple weeks. Uh, he's going to be joining us to film this week, but. Uh, He'll actually be out, I think, two weeks or so from now. So, yeah. Follow yeah, us there. Looking forward to it. But, yeah, uh, be sure and check out those shows that you heard about earlier and uh, give us feedback on this one, and we will be back for part two and see what happens then. Have a good one, everybody.